We are the future. So listen close. This is I Escape signing on. AOK is a podcast filled with wonder and venture towards a blissful freedom of escapism. So whoever and wherever you are out there, welcome. Let this be one to remember. Let this venture be AOK. What's up? So, Mega Man X6 is notoriously regarded as a bad game in the Mega Man community, but does it completely deserve that treatment? I don't think so. Here's why. Now, honestly, I'm gonna tackle all the X games at some point, and since I'm finishing up X6 at the time of this recording, I decided to start here. So, a little backstory. I originally played this game when it launched on the PlayStation 1. My dad and I were big fans of the games, and we had played since uh, X1, but we somehow missed out on 2 and 3. I don't really remember how, but then we jumped back on for uh, 4, 5, and 6. Now, years later, I was able to get the collection again when it relaunched uh, in a full package on the PS2, and now again on the PS4. And I've been going through the games to see how they hold up against the test of time and how my nostalgia feels towards them. And I gotta say, it's been looking good, especially once I uh, realized that, hey, when I was getting frustrated at certain parts, I just had to realize, dude, think you're playing the game wrong. <laughs> you gotta do it this way. So um, I still gotta tell it like it is, though, like all games. These ones do have their issues. No game is truly perfect. So here comes the good, the bad, and the W2W, aka what, what the Wiley. <laughs> so, what the we, as uh, Dr. Light would say. <laughs> I still can't believe Mega Man 8, dude. I love that game. That is my favorite Mega Man game. Ma- granted, I've only played uh, 1 and 8. So look forward to those two as I go through the Mega Man, uh, re- the original trilogy too. I'm kind of bummed though that there isn't a collection with the extreme games, um, Mega Man and Base, and then there was what was the other one I was I wanted to play but it's not on there. Uh, Battle Network. It's really a bummer because I've never played those games. So ah well, maybe one day. So let's start off with the visuals of X6. After going through an upgrade in X4, the graphics went through a very big change, meaning an overhaul and redesigns. Which makes sense when the X-Series started off on the SNES and X4 was its big first outing on the, P- on the PS1. And actually, I might be wrong about that first part there. Because recently I saw a video today about, uh, I think his name is Reploid Vivo. Big shout out to him. I think he actually mentioned that Mega Man X3 was actually ported. To the PlayStation 1, even though it came out on the SNES, I could be wrong, though. I, th- I think it was a port, though. I don't think it was actually made for the PS1, but either way. Uh, I'm just going to stay here if I'm wrong. Correct me. <laughs> uh, feel free to correct me. I, um, but X4 visually looks like it was the first one made on the, on the, on the PlayStation 1. So, there we go. Uh, the good thing with the collection, too, is... I got a little bit, it got a little bit of a cleanup, it sh- I should say, not me, it did. <laughs> uh, a little nip and tuck, uh, they wanted to look good for its age, I mean, can you blame them? And you can choose between those looks in the menu if you wanted to go with the original look or the kind of nip and tuck, kind of cleaner, crisper look. I think there's about three options you can choose from. I believe it differs too, depending on what you're playing as. I, I believe the PC has a bit more options uh, due to the resolution things, but... On the PlayStation 4, I believe it was just four, or, yeah, excuse me, three options. So that was really nice. So you can choose between those looks in the menu if you really want that lip smack and mwah nostalgia of the old classical, really bit-looking look. So, of course, still rocking the 2D platforming like a boss. But things now look more 3D, a little bit more 3D, especially the characters, which was really nice. It looks more like they can turn around and look you in the face and jump off the screen. But either way, I'm a sucker for both styles. 
So the level yeah, excuse me, the level designs of X6. So, so from the cinematic opening, it's a wonderful recap of the last game. Beautiful colors with a touch of animation too, uh, and a poppin' J-Rock uh, song that unfortunately, I guess due to licensing reasons, freaking licensing reasons, reasons they always prevent a lot of songs from carrying over over time when stuff is like on a different network or a different console it's so annoying but uh eh, well you think it'd be easier to you know do that still because it's like dude it, you're gonna like you, you would think i guess it's mainly because they don't want to pay out maybe to the the songs creators again for doing that that might be another reason so they get another song maybe a royalty free i the, the song that they used in the in the collection kind of sounded like a royalty free uh song but there's nothing wrong with that royalty free is pretty dope i've used plenty of those in the past and they oh dude there there is no shame in the quality of royalty free but it just sounds like they did that they just went to like the youtube thing the youtube uh audio library and just picked one and just like close their eyes and boop there we go but anyway no shame to that they make awesome music i love that stuff so but it's just like it's just a shame because that song was such a bop i really like that even though i had no idea what they were saying in that song they could have been talking about anything anyway uh it's this the way this cutscene played out and i'm gonna go on a tangent from here and from here to there i hope you uh enjoy these Mwah, little touches of uh, tangents but anyway uh when i see openings like this um from what we saw in Mega Man 8 to x4 granted yeah the voice acting left a lot to the uh left a lot to be what's it what's it not leave a lot to imagination it's leave a lot to desire there we go it leaves a lot to desire it's but if it was to be like turned into a netflix series i mean could you imagine uh like each season could be one of the x games i would be so for that and netflix is pretty good with their stuff so i mean they could actually find and no shame to the voice actors i mean voice acting isn't as easy as people uh often put it out to be but dude they i think must have been in a rush or something or just really didn't care how these characters sounded for the english dub but whatever um Either way, I would really love to see a Netflix series about these games because there's a lot of story. There really is. And there a lot of them are behind the scenes, unfortunately. So the, And the games don't really go super deep into them, which makes sense because a lot of people aren't really into the games for the stories. They're mainly into it for the gameplay. But I feel like there's a middleman they could reach there, especially if they did make this into a Netflix series. And let me know if you'd be into that. Like, how would you structure... The Netflix series if you were to make one would you bother with some of the games would you stop at a certain point I personally would go from one to eight have like the command mission thing because it's I would have the command mission connect honestly I would have it be a, it's uh the same thing even though it's technically in a, an alternate timeline and I would have a Mega Man one a zero one it would be like Power Ranger just it just keeps going <laughs> but in a good way <laughs> um so yeah they unfortunately, like X5, uh, no longer have those anime-esque cutscenes uh, like they did in X4. But um, in X6, they still have those. They still have the text cutscenes that kind of carried over from most of the games, honestly. Uh, sometimes with voice acting and full-screen illustrations to go with them too during certain crucial moments of the game. The artwork here used for the characters, it's quite wonderful to look at. I mean, some have great detail in them and. It's really cool when they have those close-ups too because, you know, they'll blink from time to time. It's kind of a shame they didn't really animate them any more than that, like them actually moving their mouths with the dialogue. But, I mean, either way, it's not, it's it's the little touches like that, I think, that really make it go further. Especially since a lot of these cutscenes can be very dialogue-heavy. So, it would have been nice to have more animation towards these, especially with those big splash illustrations that take up, like, the whole screen. Because a lot of the, I mean, there's, I have no complaints at all with the artwork. I mean, the artwork through the games, excluding the cover arts of some of these games. Um, let's see. So four, five, and six were good. 
But it depends on which region you go to, too. I know some games did not get a good regional artwork, which I'm, which is unfortunately. But for the most part, touch. But, I mean, it's better than just having the squares and the text. But we even... I mean, we do get some voice acting here and there, too. But it's only in Japanese. And for what it's worth, it does sound good, though. The Japanese voice actors sound, sounded like they were doing more than just reading a script even if the dialogue you know the the text the translated text doesn't really portray uh doesn't really do it any honor honestly which is a shame and that that's a that's also a major cons uh major complaint is the dialogue is just ugh, they it just doesn't flow too well and i think from what i've been doing if what i've been seeing with my research a lot of the dialogue is mainly due to translation issues i don't know why that's such an issue like if it doesn't sound good in the translation then just change it a little bit to make it sound something like a person would actually say instead of like okay that's something nobody would ever say why did you write that <laughs> so anyway i feel like if they i feel like this game could have definitely done the cutscenes again, the animatic, the anime cutscenes. Maybe they're on a budget, I don't know. But I feel like that is the better way to go with these cutscenes. And I mean, I'm not saying every little bit has to be, but during the crucial points in the game, like X4 did, X4 didn't really have too many cutscenes in it. But when it did, dude, like if you were just to mute the TV and just and just watch, it still tells a story. You still can tell what's happening without the dialogue and that's the beauty of animation and proper storytelling so fortunately they exceeded very well with those so it's a shame that we don't uh have that in the future but at least x7 and 8 kind of have um something like that uh, a little more on not really anime cutscenes, but we'll get to that at a future point so onward into the designs of the levels you have quite a unique uh plethora here filled levels with none that really feel like the other fortunately i can look at one and be able to say okay that one is commander yamark stage or this one is metal shark player i mean even the backgrounds made me feel like this place was bigger than what i was able to traverse but i mean i've never really i've never really felt differently honestly with any of the Mega Man games i always loved the way that the, the areas looked and the backgrounds were always for the most part interesting not, not all of them were super rich and whatnot but it also depended on where you were like if you were in a factory you kind of don't really expect to see like this huge outward thing usually you probably see a bunch of walls you know because you're going down corridors and stuff so it makes sense and yeah, so visually speaking, I didn't really have any issue. And I love the fact that in this game, Zero actually flips while doing his double jump as a nice little touch there. So they had they added nice little touches here and there that made it stand out from its predecessors. And that's why that's the whole point of this episode, honestly, is kind of to bring up the good and the bad, like I said, but to kind of emphasize that there's not really that much bad about this game from my perspective i mean yeah there is a lot of bad that messes the game up pretty well but it's still a very fun game at the end of the day so onward to sound that music though <laughs> dude my ears go on an adventure with every turn x6 has to offer like Majority of them feel like battle themes, and when I go into the level as X or Zero, I feel ready to take on whatever comes my way. When you do certain things, from taking damage to Zero swinging his saber, the characters feel alive with the grunts and yells they have. Even the bosses share in this too, from yelling out certain attack moves to their anguish and their inevitable defeat. I'm bummed it's still that it's strictly in Japanese though, but... They got some good people for it, like I was saying before. Uh, you can hear and feel their emotion. I still get chills when playing stages like Blaze, Blaze, wow, Blaze Heatnix, and uh, from him to like Blizzard Wolfang and Doctor Light's capsule uh, theme. Although it's different than its usual, and it's still and it's still an enjoyable tune, though. It's, I guess, uh, I don't know when it changed. I think it, I think it changed like an X. Four? I don't know, but I, I missed the original theme that it had in X1 uh, through 3, I believe. But the ones in 6 still has this really lighthearted tune. You know, it gives you the sense of accomplishment, adding another armor piece to the collection. Just saying, hey, you're on your way to victory. Just keep on going. You know, it, it was such a good lighthearted theme, especially when you gaze 
upon the the Dr. Light AI. And dude, I really wish Dr. Light did more in these series because there was hints that he did more outside of the capsules, like saving uh, Mega Man and, and episode five, episode five, X5, eh, same thing. And I kind of wish they explored that more. Like, I, I kind of wish he had his own AI that this is me just always wanting like these crazy scenarios. But me, I always kind of wanted to have Dr. Light um, pour himself into X. You know, imagine if Dr. Light was actually Mega Man X. How crazy would that be? But that'd be really awesome because I'd imagine the personality that X has. I kind of feel like that would be uh, Dr. Light, especially if he... Um, well, maybe not with all the wisdom he has, but I don't know. I kind of feel like that would be really cool if he did that or maybe did hit it, did it where X was the maybe um, the prototype and he boarded, he booted himself into another robot that he sealed away. I don't know, but I think it'd be a really cool thing to have uh, to have Dr. Light a little bit more involved in the future. I, I, I wish that, that was something they did do, I should say. But anyway, um. So here we go on to gameplay. Uh, here's what most of my here's where most of my criticism will lay, I should say, with this and the story, as I kind of touched upon uh, here and there. So I need to get this out of my system. I hate instant kills. Ugh. I think they're cheap um, in most cases, and while it does add to the difficulty, I do enjoy a challenge. I just never cared for the instant kill moments, especially with the spikes. But I know it's a staple in most, if not all, the Mega Man games. And honestly, for the most part, I don't really mind them. It's just sometimes, like, I still have a bad taste in my mouth when I was going into that semi-final stage with um, the last stage where you fight Hymax. And granted, I haven't played that level in so many years. And just getting the muscle memory back of how to beat it. Because I was trying to get through it with the ultimate armor. And oh my... dying just thinking about it right now because i felt like i just wanted to do it with the ultimate armor i know i did it before and i didn't want to do it with the blade armor i tried it and i thought it was good because you can skip like half the level with just the blade armor and i tried to do it with the shadow armor because that's my favorite armor in that whole game and it's a bummer that there's one part of the level that you can't get past and it was so 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 annoying and I think I do talk about that a little at a little point in this stage here. But let me let me just go over it. And if I see it again in this script here, I'm going to just emphasize it because it was so annoying. So for those who don't know, um, this stage is riddled with a bunch of spikes. A lot of these totem robots that uh, turn, rotate their heads, and and they just fire stuff at you. It's a lot of riddled stuff and. Fortunately, this level you can get through the level with a, a with pretty much all the armors, but it's what happens afterwards that makes it annoying. So there's literally this point where you can where, where there's two there's two levels there's two platforms I mean and there's one above you that prevents you from just dashing uh, doing a dash jump. But you can't really do that in the shadow armor anyway. But prevents you from doing one on the level platform of it. You have to like for the for you to get through it on the shadow armor because it can't do an air dash. Some of the armors, if you guys don't remember, are limited to what they can do. So the blade armor, not the blade armor, the shadow armor. The shadow armor cannot do an air dash. So you gotta like I saw it online of how you can do it. It's really messed up. So because my input was not working, I tried it for like 10 minutes straight and it just would not work. So. And I mean, like literally that section for 10 minutes. So uh, you have to dash and do a slash with your saber and then do your ultimate move and then hope that you did it just enough to barely hit that spot. It's so annoying. And of course, with the ultimate armor, you can get through it easily with the blade armor. You can get through it easily. Zero. That's a little bit tricky, but you can still get through it with him too. But it's just, dude, why is this part catered to all those armors but the blade armor? That sucks. Maybe, that, I said blade armor again. Why is it 
why is it catered to all those but the shadow armor? Why can't I get through it with the shadow armor if I wanted to? I mean, technically I could, but my input just kept... Maybe it was because I'm on the PlayStation 4. I don't know. But either way, I just... I hated that. But that might just be my personal experience that no one else had to deal with. I don't know. Maybe I beat it. Maybe I got through it at one point and just don't remember. I don't really remember beating that level with with the Shadow Armor before. I don't know. But anyway, that's not really a complaint I'm counting against the game. I think it's just something on my end. But anyway, I just had to get that out of my system. <laughs> oh, boy. So... Another cool thing that I think started in X5 was saving the lost reploids that are scattered throughout the levels. It's a, like I said, a returning feature from X5, but man, I don't remember if you can lose them in X5, but if one of the nightmares, one of those nightmare creatures gets them in X6, they're gone for good. You can't just restart the level and try again. Nope, you either have to go back to your last save or just keep pushing forward. So very annoying issue for completionists. You know, if they just made it where you had to restart the level, I think that'd be a little bit more fair. Or just die and just have go back to the checkpoint, you know, something like that. But uh, it's not a make or break by any means, but it's worth stating. And, I mean, these it's mainly, too, because these Reploids are really worth getting. I mean, there's a lot of them scattered throughout the level, so it is a pretty fun thing to do. Uh, especially when you get more abilities unlocked from them because it raises your uh, hunter level and you get more things you can equip from something and including that too you can get things from them including uh, getting a health refill extra lives to getting damage buffers fully charged blasts every time so instead of having to hold down the blast button every time you hit the button boom fully charged shot uh, you get an upgrade for zero Z saber you get this move literally where you have an extra, you know, there's only two uh, sub tanks in the game where it fills, refills your health. It it holds on to energy to refill your health. And I'm saying certain things like these for people who may listen to the podcast who are just fans and may not really be uh, super knowledgeable of, of Mega Man X6. And this one part is really awesome because you get a third, uh, you get a third tank basically, and no matter what. It's always there um, each uh, life. So, or is it each level? I think it might be each level. No, I don't know. It's one of those two. But either way, you don't have to worry about charging or nothing. It's it's available at one of those points. And then once you use it, boom, automatic full health. Dude, these guys are definitely worth grabbing. So, they also have a guide in the menu to show you how many you have left in each stage. So kudos to them. That that could have been a really bad thing to have if you wanted to complete the level um, or just be a completionist, especially with the trophies. I'm not sure if there's a trophy for getting them all. Probably is, but um, it's definitely a good a good uh, thing they put in there so you can keep track of how many you have left in each level. So definitely very smart on their part. And. If you notice, I'm kind of doing a good and bad thing here. So another bad part, well, good and bad are the nightmare effects that cycle among the stages. So some aren't bad. I mean, in one stage, you have just some random blocks that go up and down based on your movement or attack. Another are these robotic flies that hover around you and block some of your hits. And they'll also kind of hit you, too, as more gather. Like, as they come on screen to fly around you, they're kind of like gnats, but they actually hit you and, t- and you take damage. Not too much, but over time, it really gets annoying. And those are slight annoyances, honestly, but they're a welcome challenge. They, weren't, they, weren't, they, n- they were never anything that really, like, cost me from winning a level or a life or anything, in most cases. But then you have one where it's like this shadow effect that moves around covering about 90% of the scream at all times. Like it's like two layers and they kind of just it's almost like a kaleidoscope almost where the one layer moves around and the other layer just in, in kind of like this almost a yin yang pattern. But it's in a diamond shape and you can always see where you are, but you can't see a lot of things outside of that which is very very frustrating and i wouldn't be so annoyed about that if it didn't stay there or even worse 
typically it'll show you if a stage is infected by these effects because they rotate originally but sometimes you can go into an uninfected stage just to find out it either switched or actually i think that's pretty much it you, you just go in and find out that it it either switched from being affected to uninfected so usually the stages are red and if you if you want to go there and risk it then you know it's infected it's red but if you if it's gray or the color of the stage means it's you know so as a boss there okay but you can go in there and find out oh it's an, it got infected while i chose while i ch chose the level which is kind of annoying but not really a big deal but the issue is i don't know if there's a way to really fix this or maybe i did the boss level the boss uh levels differently or maybe incorrectly for this to work but so the biggest issue i had was in the amani temple with um what is his name rainy turtoid turtoid something like that so i wanted to complete that level get a bunch of the other reploids and i think there was a heart I, I missed in there i got the blade armor obviously from that that was a definite but i didn't i couldn't just i couldn't go through it because i couldn't see anything and it was just ridiculous like i kept going back and forth to it uh whenever whenever i beat the moss and it was gray i would go in and the effect was still there and of course i avoided it when it was red but maybe if i did go in when it was red it may have switched off but every time i went even when it was just gray i always went when it was gray i would let the bosses cycle out their red because it always cycles out and it still did it so that was a major frustration and it just sucks. I, I don't know if that is a major thing with the game. If that's something that you can avoid. But in my case, I couldn't. And I was trying this on and off for a couple days. And it just would not. Maybe it'll be different if you beat a, if you beat a if you beat the bosses in a different order. But uh, it seems like they kind of failed what they tried to do with X1. Where if you beat like uh, Snow Penguin first then flame mammoth stage is like completely frozen which is pretty awesome i kind of wish they did something like that in this stage but it was more to your benefit and granted by more to your benefit meaning it's a challenge but not something that makes it like just frustrating <laughs> like unbelievably frustrating like that is not fun not seeing it all where i'm at i really hated that but so I don't know it took away from the fun a lot and only really the shadow effect is what messed it up for me like the nightmare effects were actually cool except that one boo but yeah I love the fact fact <laughs> Carfax I don't know I love the fact that X finally has a saber even with a shadow armor it has one and I love the shadow armors uh blade a little bit more because I mean it's got that crescent attack afterwards it has just a yellow uh look to it. it just looks really awesome and dude i mean i think honestly across all the games as far as looks go and just power um i just feel next to the ultimate armor ultimate armor ultimate armor bleh, is my favorite one but shadow is a close second and just how it handles is so great um but although i wish he didn't just do one slash though or it maybe at least it not being so slow and uh, it was it was to the point that most often i didn't really use it because while the range was decent it, it can't really compare to how zero handles his or the uh, or x's buster i mean it is faster when it's a jump slash but if it's kept the same but if it kept the same speed when he was on the ground i would have loved it more actually if it was actually no i said that wrong i wrote this wrong <laughs> but i did both um so if if the slash was as fast as it was with the jump slash i think it would have been a lot better but eh, well i mean it's something it's not it's a minor complaint it's not a make or break it just i think it would have been a lot more fun and one thing though if if that's i mean that's supposed to be zero saber he got that from zero after believing him to be dead after um x uh, five and by the way why i mean if you guys were able to repair x or that if you guys were able to pair zero in the first game and he was pretty 
much damage as much as he was in this game. I mean, minus maybe the hole in the chest, but... I mean, if his head is intact, can't you just repair him again? I mean, I mean I'm sure all his memories and stuff are stored in his head. I mean, I don't know how robots go, but you guys, I feel like that works. Why did you automatically assume he was just dead? I don't get it, but I'll just leave that there. Okay, so... <laughs> Um, I don't know, I don't know, but either way, either way, either way, either way, uh, I don't know, so, I'm gonna leave it at that, it was nice though that they brought back the Falcon armor, even though it, even though I honestly went mostly between the ultimate armor and zero for most of the game, even adding in a story element as to why it doesn't handle quite the same as it did in the last game, guess they realized it needed a nerf, uh, the blade armor had a cool gimmick, but other than that, I didn't really care for it. Uh, Design-wise, it was... I mean, design-wise, I love all the armors, but I just wasn't too interested in it. And um, I only really used it when I, I needed it to have certain power-ups. But I, I did love the gimmick it had with the dash ability, but eh. Um, I always did enjoy the idea X5 and 6 did, where you had more than just one armor to find, Doctor-like capsule-wise. I mean, it's kind of a win-lose, though. I mean, more fun things to play around with, but with the risk of them being divided, not so well. Uh, I think this game, if they kept it as just the shadow armor, giving it the perk of the blade armor, you know, just that dash, I think would have been perfect. I mean, like you had the dash ability, but everything else about the shadow armor stays the same. But, I don't know, maybe that would have made it too OP, but... I don't think so. I think it still would have been a pretty good armor to have. And I feel like that would have been a lot better than having both armors in the game. At least in this instance. So, but then again, maybe people would have complained that there wasn't another armor. But I mean, if you got the ultimate armor and you got zero and you got the shadow armor, what more do you need? I mean, zero and the ultimate armor alone are just mwah, delicious. But I don't know. Um, but like I said, I do love alternate things. So I, I probably would have been like, man, they should have had another armor in here. <laughs> yeah, well. So uh, here's where I was getting at, too. I'm a little salty because I tried using the shadow armor to beat the last few stages of the game. But I couldn't do it. And I'm still mad about that. <laughs> um, anyway, I do like how I have seen multiple ways on how to beat the bosses, though. I think one complaint I always have with the X games, I don't know if the Mega Man games were like this throughout, but I never felt using their weaknesses should cripple them so much. Like, I, I think taking the same amount of health off, sure, that's fine, but I didn't like how they were always so paralyzed where it just repeatedly cancels out their moves. And yeah, like I said, there are multiple ways to beat the bosses, so if you don't like the method and think it's too easy, then... There are others, other ways to do it, just like using your X-Buster or just your straight Z-Saber. So, I, but I, I did kind of hope that at the very least it didn't always paralyze them or maybe make their attacks, or maybe just make their attacks weaker or something, I don't know. But Or maybe not always paralyze them, maybe every other time or something, and you just would have to still rely on dodging them. Because some of the bosses, they don't get paralyzed. Sometimes they just get hit, and they just go with it, but... I don't know. I feel like that was kind of a. I think. I think. I feel like that was something they shouldn't have carried over. But I do like too how the ultimate armor can cheese a lot of the game, but certain parts, certain bosses, you can't cheese it, and that's what I appreciate. I appreciate about it. You can't. Uh, you actually get punished for abusing the Giga Attack on uh, Sigma. At least the final version of Sigma. The first one's a pushover, but um, at least with the Giga Attack. But it's like that with a few other of the bosses and dude i really appreciate that you actually you know I, st I still had fun using the ultimate armor and his and using the blast was what saved me on that fight because it, it was it was pretty intense but zero i think is just as fun to play as is always uh, i tend to have the most fun playing as him in this game though he just feels stronger Although I do miss the thumbs up he would do when he finished the mission though. Although him just turning around and standing up straight, you know, back facing us is just such a boss move. So I can't complain. He's just too cool, dude. <laughs> um, yeah. So getting back to the 
types of gimmicks that uh, state each stage has, and for the most part, I thought they were fun. Although when it came to Blaze Heatnik's stage, those Red Ring mini bosses, they definitely felt a bit too forced in quantity. I mean, they are too—they aren't too hard, honestly. Especially if you use the Commander Yamark's ability on them, preferably with the Falcon Armor's Giga Attack. But I don't know. I feel like in some instances, you probably wouldn't have been able to beat this game without using the Falcon Armor's Giga Attack because there, I remember that one where he's where you're going up this corridor, and there's an instant kill like purple lava like how hot is that purple lava like dude that's that just looks crazy and for the most part the bottom part that you have to damage is usually submerged i mean sometimes you can get the corners of it but i don't know i feel like the game would be a bit too messed up if you try to do it with any other armor but i feel like stages like that eh, it's not really I'm not saying cater to the casual gamer, but I feel like stages like that is like, dude, I, I, I guess it's not really a big deal because the it's not like the Falcon armor is a bad armor, and I mean sometimes the challenge is, hey, it's you are better off only using this armor, and if you use the other armors, it's probably next to impossible or crazy challenge. But I guess I can say that X. I mean, most people say X six is hard, and that's one of the reasons because some of the levels do cater to certain armors and that's not necessarily a bad thing so i can't really knock the game for this honestly it's just one thing i just have to bring up and i think i'll just leave it at that so it's not really a bad thing but eh. it's crazy though too because i don't really remember the amark ability coming clutch so much in this game but dude it helped me on so many levels including against gates like i went into there thinking okay I'm going to own this dude because the ultimate armor's blasts are the strongest in the game. And that's all I'm going to need to work this guy. And dude, no. I, that didn't really make that big of a difference. The Z-Blade didn't make much of a difference. It was the Commander Yamark option that came in clutch. I was surprised but really excited because I died a lot on that level. <laughs> so anyway. Um, from using their fire instead of directly... From using their fire instead of directly attacking the orbs he flings at you. It's it just, dude. I had so many moments where I got frustrated, but I had to tell myself, hey, like I said in the beginning, think it through. There is a method to win. You just need to find it. And honestly, you didn't really ever... I never really felt I had to actually cheese the game to win, except Infinity Minion. Fin Minion, whatever is, I had to cheese him. He was... Oh, I... You can beat him with zero. I almost beat him with zero, but then I got tired of it and just forgot it. But yeah. So here we go. This this episode's running kind of long, but it's not really meant to be a review. Honestly, it's kind of just me just giving my piece of X6 because this game means a lot to me. It's one of the last games I got to play with my father before he passed. And I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just my nostalgia loving this game. I wanted to make sure that it was me legitimately thinking this is a fun game. And playing it again um, from way back when, when I was like 9 or 10 to now being uh, 28 years old in a few days, I wanted to make sure. And I can wholeheartedly say, yeah, this game is very fun. It's not as fun as like playing X1 or some other games in the X series or etc. But I mean, each game I enjoyed thoroughly. And some point, some parts not as much as the other, but each game has really something wonderful to give. And that's what I want to establish. Like, even X7. Like, I haven't beaten X7, but I'm playing through it now. And I, right off the bat, there are some awesome things that this game, like, starts and brings to the series. And I'm like... Yeah, it's not the best, but I mean, it brought in some great things that I think the game's really, the series really needed. But anyway, here is the final piece, the story. It's messy. <laughs> the dialogue isn't too well put together. It feels extremely rushed, like they wrote it in a day or so. Who knows? Maybe they did. I don't know. But lost in translation big time. And, I mean, the premise is a nice start, though. I mean, taking place, of course, after X5, there's a strange phenomenon happening that Zero is being blamed for despite sacrificing his life for the cause. 
Then again, it doesn't help that there's a doppelganger of him running about. But on top of the doppelganger doing things, there are these nightmares, these nightmare creatures that manifested themselves into strange robots that take over other reploids and other tech and can even affect the environment as stated before in the gameplay portion. I mean, actually, did I say that in the gameplay portion? I don't remember. <laughs> so, it's kind of just a stronger version of the Sigma virus. It's the Zero virus, but it kind of evolved, I guess. And, of course, it's traced back to Zero, and leading the blame are the antagonists, Isaac, or Isaac, Isaac, I don't know, Hymax and Gate, whom the latter is using a fragment of Zero's DNA to not only power himself, but his current projects involving resurrecting old reploids that used to work for him. Dude, that story is pretty cool. <laughs> I like it. Because with X5, it was pretty... I know, I know X5 was originally meant to be the ending of the X series, but hey, money. So, it was a good lead-up to what happened in X5. You know, the X5 developed that, oh, there is a stronger virus than the Sigma virus. It's the Zero virus, and it's making Zero stronger. Like, they... I feel like they could have delved more into the Zero virus making him stronger too in this game, but that's why I feel like the story was a little rushed, but anyway. I feel like it was really, really cool. And the fact that after defeating each of these Mavericks, Aaliyah tells you a brief backstory of them and her involvement in most of their uh, issues. So I was thinking, dude, this is crazy. So... It's times like this I wish they had returned to their anime cutscenes and shown these little backstories like a snippet of it before the level and then at the end, you know, so a snippet of it before then just to kind of tease you on what these Mavericks could have been involved in and then the end of it of what happened to them before they get um, before they died the first time and before Gate brought them back at the end of the level once you defeated him. You know, have some some of that dialogue, too, beforehand with uh, X and Zero talking to them. So, I don't know. And Zero, uh, his return is a little odd. I mean, it would have been tricky bringing him... I, I don't see how it would have been too tricky bringing him back as far as the actual story goes. Uh, and and, and uh, it's kind of weird too what how what was really established here because who rescued X, who who rescued X? It's kind of established that in that the AI of Doctor Light did, or maybe at least kept him alive until uh, I don't know Aaliyah and Cygnus or Cygnus Cygnus <laughs> Cygnus that sounds horrible. Cygnus found him or something. I don't know. They left a little they left a little open, but I mean. X and Zero were literally right by each other, so did they just bury? I mean, they couldn't have. I guess they could. I guess they could have buried Zero's parts and just assumed, oh, he's dead. But I mean, I don't know, because you see how he was left in X five, and then how he was in X one. Over half his body was destroyed, but his head was pretty much left intact. Where you would imagine, you know, most of his mind is his memories etc programming whatever and i don't know i feel like killing zero was a bit eh, i mean it, it made sense how the game went but i feel like it was just eh, i don't know i really don't know where to go to that i think it was just something that they could have just left alone just kept him alive but anyway so I think with that, I think, I mean, I get it. It was supposed to be the last X game, so they wanted to make it super dramatic and how they were always destined to fight because Zero was made literally to destroy Dr. Light's creations and all that stuff and help him take over the world. So, I don't know. But I think it would have been simpler just retconning the ending by saying they couldn't do anything for Zero as far as repair goes, because of how strong the Zero Virus was within him, and if they went anywhere near him, they would have been infected. So, even though X was holding him and all that, but I think they could have just said, oh, you're... we were able to make you immune, or you're strangely immune, but we can't, because... I don't know, I feel like they... I feel like with some time, they could have figured something out. Like, with that little bit, I think they could have figured out that, instead of him saying, yeah, I hid myself away so I could repair myself. Really? Where, where'd you get the where'd you get the parts from? Where 
you look so fresh when you when you reappear in Act Six. What? <laughs> it's it's just like what are you on? you don't look damaged at all. Where did you go? Was there like a was there like a Reploid store somewhere nearby? You just like a Reploid Best Buy? I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like because of what the nightmare was doing, or not the nightmare, the Sigma virus was doing around the the world. I feel like that would have been an easy thing for them to do. Like they couldn't touch him. And they were even scared to get X at first, but they were able to see that he was unaffected. I don't know. I feel like something like that would have been cool. But anyway, as much as I like Sigma as a character, he was, I feel like he was ham fisted into this game. If they just kept Gate as uh, the final guy, but, you know, they have him going crazy with the Zero Virus, having another fight after the boss rush, that would have been much better. Like, he just turns into this crazy maybe he even takes a similar form to zero at this point because the zero virus just totally manifests his body and i mean i think that would have been cooler but i mean i get zero um, bah, i get sigma is a virus you know he's more virus than just a physical form that's why he keeps coming back he's kind of like ultron and that's why he isn't ever really totally wiped out at least until the Mega Man Zero series. But if they just hinted at him at least returning at the end of X5. Or no, that X6, excuse me. If they did it that way, I think that would have been more fitting. But I think they just didn't know what to do with Isaac. So they were just, eh, just shut him off towards the end. <laughs> he should have been, I feel like Isaac should have been at least a boss fight. Maybe he fights alongside, um... I don't know, maybe he fights alongside Hymax. Maybe that'd be a bit too overkill. I mean, Isaac, Hymax isn't too hard to kill if you have the right stuff. But I don't know. I feel like Isaac was just wasted potential. I mean, some people were like, oh, he's Wily. He's a, he's a robot Wily. But then it's like, why is he only appearing now? And why is he not anything like Zero? Why would Wily build? I li Don't get me wrong. I like the theory. Same as like the Dr. Wild theor theory that he was Wily. But I'm like... Why is he disappearing now then? <laughs> but I mean, it's a story. You can do whatever you want. And not everything really needs to be explained as long as it's fun, you know. So, I don't know. Um, I think that's all I really... Ha that's all I have with the script here. And that's kind of all I really wanted to say about X6. It, it has a lot of issues. And some things feel really rushed. Especially in the story. I think the story is what really suffers the most. And what is... And I think that's the biggest injustice of this game. Everything else, honestly, is pretty good. And that's where I think... That's why I think is the shame about this game is that it is a good game. It's just... It just is the story. And I feel like with a little bit of tweaks here and there, that's what I kind of feel is unfortunate about the PlayStation 4 remaster. I feel that if they took these games and just... Because clearly they have the license to do whatever they want with these games. Clearly, if they just updated the if they just updated the voice acting and if they updated the translation and made the story a little bit longer of exit could you imagine how many more people probably would have bought the games if they were like hey we're adding new stuff to all these games or at least the later games that kind of like suffer in certain instances i feel like it would have been really great to do and it's a shame that they didn't do that because i mean the it's just something that I think would have been really good, especially for people who go out with the games like myself. And at the same time, these games in a, in a way are, <laughs> uh, they, they're guilty pleasures in some instances, like the, the bad voice acting of four, it's a guilty pleasure. And the translation is it's, I guess I could, I guess I could put those in there too, but I feel like unfortunately, it would have been great seeing these certain things happening. I, I like to. I would like to revisit these topics at a later point too, involving like Doctor Light being a um, having an AI implanted of him in, in a robot. Because in certain games, he does actually have legit conversations and recognizes certain people, like Aaliyah and Zero. So, dude, it's some sort of AI that recognizes and remembers certain people that he hasn't even met. So I'm thinking, dude, that should have been that would have been really cool. Imagine playing a Doctor Light robot 
in the later X games, but like, you know, a beefed up robot, because, yeah, Dr. Light, in the way he is, that probably wouldn't be too good, or maybe, maybe it would, maybe he'd be like a stonky tank, I don't know, I can't knock it, I can't knock it, you never know what you could do, so, anyway, I think I'll leave it for there, I hope you enjoyed this, and, I mean, if you were one of the ones who haven't played X6, but maybe were considering it, give it a shot, man, don't really pay attention to the story don't well let me rephrase that pay attention to the story but don't knock it you know they were trying something and unfortunately sometimes time frames budget cuts whatever the issue was with this game sometimes things suffer and honestly the story has a lot of good potential behind it and unfortunately even though it falls flat in a lot of instances it is a pretty good addition to the to the series and I think we'll leave it there. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I really hope that I did this game justice in this discussion, and I know it's a little long just talking about one game, but I had a lot to talk about, and I hope it was entertaining, so there you go. Ooh, another chapter concludes, baby. So, if you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to help support it by leaving a rating, subscribing, and sharing the podcast with others. That way, more people can see it, whether it's from you or in their suggestion feed. And, if you leave a review on the show, you'll get a shout-out in our next episode. But, due to my podcasts being available not just on multiple platforms, but multiple countries, to ensure I see your rating, send me a copy of it either via email or preferably on Instagram with the subject included being either A-OK or I believe in monsters, whatever, if possible. So social media like that to my other podcasts like I Believe in Monsters, A-OK, and the future one I'll be featured on titled Popcast. The show notes will include the links to that below. Special shout out to David Felician for the excellent track Firestyle used for my A-OK and I Believe in Monsters podcast background music and for Emac for his multiple phenomenal contributions to the I Believe in Monsters series soundtrack like its intro and outro titled Her Love. Other songs by them featured in future episodes will also be displayed in the show notes below. So do be sure to support these artists by checking out the link to their work as well. The intro song for AOK titled We Are the Future was produced by me. If you like a copy of it, let me know. Until next time. Later days.